Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. And I know I say that every week about every guest, but this person actually is. Uh, I've known her for a very long time, and she was one, probably one of the first guests on this show. I think she was on maybe two, yeah, probably about two years ago. So to have her on again means that, you know, she's obviously pretty good at, at what she does and specifically this um this topic here. So a little bit about this person. She's a course creation expert. She helps people create life-changing courses and certification design. And when she's not cooking up new programs with her clients, she can be found hanging out in yoga pants with her two kitties, puppy and husband, dreaming of leading her next VIP weekend in Paris. So without further ado, let me introduce all the way from British Columbia, Canada, the one and only Emily Walker. Emily, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so excited for today. I just can't wait to dive into all the things. Thanks for having me back. No, all good. And if you're you're listening to this, you may or may not recognize or remember Emily for last week. We had um, a guest on last week speaking about Instagram content, Molly Mansky, and Emily was was on that as well, helping me out with the the interview. So if if you heard that episode great you know who emily is if you didn't hear that episode and you like this episode with emily go back and listen to that that previous one because you get some of her her tips there as well um now yeah we'll say the topic and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of dive into it so what we're going to be speaking about today is emily's going to share i guess a case study of how one of her clients went from charging i believe it was 300 dollars for her online course Followed for his online course, uh, followed Emily's suggestions, and he's now charging uh, $1,200 for it. So he's tripled the price. So I'm super excited to hear it. I'm sure everyone listening is like, I'd love to triple the, the price of my course. Tell me how. Just before we dive into that, though, Emily, do you want to let the listeners know in like a minute or two, what is it you actually do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a course creation expert, learning designer, transformation architect. I feel like I go by so many different titles, but really my zone of genius is helping people take their ideas, their knowledge and their expertise and transform it into a program that actually gets results Mm -hmm. because we've all taken those courses that just fire hose us with content and leave us feeling like, you know, like sad trombone noise, like wah, wah, like that was not great. And so I'm kind of on a mission to help people to create courses that are getting these amazing, valuable, transformative experiences, but also feel really good for the course creator, for the leader. Because I mean, if you're not obsessed with your course and you don't feel excited to sell it or run it, what is the point? Mm. And so that's really like all around what I do is how do we combine neuroscience and learning psychology and how people learn with a little bit of intuition, a little bit of magic, a little bit of like, you know, leaning into your energy and what feels good to design just like the best learning experience possible. Yes. Love it. And I love how you said, create the course to get results. Cause there's a few things like there's the one where you kind of mentioned where it's like, content, 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 content. Uh, And I think also, and this will be interesting to speak today as well. I think like, it's actually a good discussion. Maybe we start it now. Maybe we dive into it later where I think a lot of um, new course creators think the more info or the more content they put in the course, the more valuable it will be. Now, 
maybe 10, 20 years, or maybe not even 10, maybe 20 years ago before Google, okay, you know, the only place you could get the information was from doing this this course here. But since the invention of the internet and Google, like the actual information isn't as valuable as it used to be because the person can, you know, Google it and find bits and, and pieces here or whatever. And I feel like now time is probably more valuable. It's kind of like if you ask me, here's two courses. At the end, you're going to get the same results. One course will take you five hours. One will take you 50 hours. I'm going to go with the five. Yeah, Even like, the 50, hmm, you know. Tough decision there. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, it, but it's easy to think the other way. And you know, 20 yeah. years ago, you would have gone the other way. Well, hold on. This mm-hmm. is only five hours of content. This one's got 50. This one's mm-hmm. obviously way better. I'm, I'm going through that. But anyway, I'm sure we'll we'll bring that up as, as, as oh, we get yeah. into it. I got let's, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, 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 let's dive. What's, I guess, what's the, should we give a bit of background what the course is, what the person does, or should we leave that out? What's the... Yeah, let's just dive right into it, I think. So my client is an expert in salary negotiation for software engineers. So he's been doing this for years and years and years and years and years. And he's written a book and he works with one-to-one clients where he helps guide them through the negotiation process so that they can really make sure that they are maximizing their compensation. And so how he kind of got started with his, e- with his kind of bundle, I'm gonna, I, I don't love calling it a course. He doesn't call it a course either because it was kind of just a, a bundle of stuff. And it started with kind of an ebook and a few resources that he was like, you know, if you've read the book and you want to get more, you want to dive in, here it is. And it became kind of a catch-all where every time he's like, I could create a resource, I could create a video, I could do this, kind of added it in. And again, it, it, it always comes from a place of good intention. I don't think mm. anyone is ever setting out of like, I want to give people so much content, yeah. <laughs> they don't even know what to do. It's yeah. always like, well, this might be helpful and that might be helpful yeah. and maybe they need this. We're like, we're like mothers who just want their kids to be warm at the mm. park where it's like, take a scarf and take a jacket and bring a snack and bring an umbrella. Like, we're, It's from a place of care. But what ends up happening is when there's not an intentional pathway, there's not an intentional structure, not only is it kind of confusing for people, is it kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure what I'm getting, but then you don't feel that clarity. And that's Mm -hmm. very much what was happening for him is he wasn't really talking about the bundle. He wasn't really like sales would kind of trickle in from people who just happened to fall on it on his Mm -hmm. website. But it wasn't like, let me shout about this from the rooftops because I really believe in in the value. Mm. Awesome. All right, cool. So how did we, how did we, and he was charging 300 for that resource. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just under $300 for the, this kind of collection of resources and videos and things. And it was, um, it wasn't in a platform. It was like a downloadable folder of stuff that you got. And it's it kind of like a little goodie bag of all these things. Yeah, yeah And yeah. it, and in contrast in his, in his one-to-one work, he kind of, I don't know the exact numbers, but he charges the base rate. That's a four figure rate. And then a percentage of everything he's able to help you negotiate. So Ooh. like, because he, he knows he's like, I'm helping people yeah. get like 10, 20, $80,000 more in their comp package. Yeah. He was like, I can charge those rates. And then he kind of, I think he just started to go like, well, wait, like I'm getting people these amazing results yeah. that are like very tangible. Like there is a monetary value attached yeah. to it. He's like, there, there was a kind of an incongruence with like, it's the same strategies. It's the same approach. I'm just not doing it for you. So he, he saw work that I had done with another client of mine, um, with Marie from notion mastery. And he was like, you know what, like, this is, this is what I want. Like I, I want a pathway. I want a structured course. I want a journey that not only supports my people and gets them the results, but really represents the value of what I'm offering. Mm. 
because there's, there's so many things that go into this experience. And so he, when he came to me, he wasn't, he wasn't planning on charging $1,200 for the end product. That was, that was me <laughs> making him do that. Um, but he just knew he was like, I, I think I have something here. Like, I, mm-hmm. I know people want this. I know some people aren't quite ready to, to work with me one-to-one. So how, how can I help them? And I was like, all right, this is one of my favorite things to do is to help mm-hmm. people revamp their courses. Awesome. All right. Let me jump in. Cause I think some really cool things there. Um, now let me get my head around this a sec. So he used to charge hourly rate. Did you say kind of like a package rate? Cause it would be like when you're with, for software engineers, there can be like months of, uh, jobs offers and interviews, but the negotiation often happens in like a three day window. So his would be like a package rate where he'd be like, I'm going to help you write your emails. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So base package rate plus percentage of everything he was able to help them negotiate. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I think there's a few key things there. I think like um, a big advantage there is the monetary side of things. I think if you've mm-hmm. got something that's that's getting people money, then it's it it can be easier, right? Not mm-hmm. always, but it's it's just a bit more straightforward. Hey, buy this yeah. course for a thousand bucks, and it's going to make you an extra ten thousand bucks this year. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. easier to look at than hey, buy this course for a thousand bucks, and you might get more dates this year. You know, like is it mm-hmm. worth a thousand? Oh, maybe for some, maybe for some other. You know, and it kind of depends where you are. There's some people that are jump at yeah. that. You know, a thousand yeah. bucks for more dates, shut up yeah. and take my money. You know, some people, a thousand, do I really want it? But when it's money to money, it's just, you know, and fitness is the same. You know, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to lose 10 kilos? Do you want to lose, you know, well, yeah, you want to lose 10 kilos or 20 pounds for, you know, X amount of dollars? You know, some people jump at it, some won't, you know, but the mm-hmm. the money's a, a bit easier there. But the the thing I like is the same, the same kind of result kind of thing. Because yeah. this is also like, I deal with this a lot in the fitness space, in the fitness education Mm. online side of things. It's a slightly different side of things, but I'll share what happens there, Emily, because I think it does relate to the online course side of things. I think the listeners will will benefit as well. Like in the the fitness industry, you can charge the most for a one-on-one personal training session, right? It's like you can charge Mm -hmm. the most. You're a personal trainer. You say, hey, Emily, you want to charge with me? It's a hundred bucks per hour, right? That's the best Mm -hmm. thing you can do there. Um, The limitation to that is time. You know, it's, it's, you, you've only got so many hours in a day and mm-hmm. especially as a personal trainer, because not only yeah. is are you limited by time and also by mind where a lot of other, mm-hmm. you know, one-on-one can, so also the fitness. So yeah, man, you're demoing everything, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a, a really, a really bit like if you can do 40 hours as a personal trainer, oh, that's not even sustainable. Like a sustainable mm-hmm. hour for a person, maybe 25 hours a week is what you can do. Right. Yeah. Um, you've then got like the group training model where you can say to someone, you know, Hey, it's, um, and, and let's even say you charge the same. Let's say you're like, Hey, you know, it's, it's a hundred bucks a week. I wouldn't even, let's even, let's even say I, I, to, to keep it congruent. Let's even say you're going to charge this. Oh, let's just say a hundred bucks a week to keep it easy. Right. You could mm-hmm. be like, right. It's a hundred bucks for a one-on-one session, Emily, or it's a hundred bucks a week. And you can come to my, my group training sessions throughout the week. It used mm-hmm. to be common for a, like a, um, like a personal trainer to be like, well, no one's going to pay a hundred bucks for a group session. Like that's what a one-on-one or they'll say no one will pay a hundred bucks for a group session. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, but they'd pay it for your one-on-one session. And they'd be like, yeah, but that's different because you know, it's, it's one-on-one. And I'm like, but if yeah. you can help them get the same result either way, does it really matter? Right. And obviously mm-hmm. there's, there's things in there where you can't, you should charge more for your one-on-one rate than your, your group rate and your online rate. Cause you can yeah. make it more personal, but just in terms of like, if you're getting that person, the result, like it doesn't matter whether you do it 
one-to-one in group online course like Man, send it, send them the info via carrier pigeon if you want. Like, <laughs> Smoke signals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. send a raven if you're a Game of, you're a Game of Thrones fan, Emily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send yep. them a raven. A raven. Yeah, That's yeah. my new course method. What, <laughs> how'd you know? <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, no, love that. So, all right, cool. That's, I guess, a bit of the, the backstory. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? What, what's the first thing you said? Hey, buddy, yeah. implement this. Yeah, absolutely. So and I will clarify, he's a one-to-one client. So I was like in, in the okay. session with him. And, yeah. but this is very much like a process you can do for yourself. It's the same process I teach in all of my programs, every level. Yeah. Whenever you are revamping a course, whether you're thinking like, you know what, I don't want to re-record anything or move anything around. I just want to like retrofit stuff in, mm-hmm. or you're like, burn it to the ground, brand new. <laughs> I'm like same concept, but I'm, I'm revamping everything. I like to take the existing course and just like put it on a shelf, like pretend it doesn't exist and take time to go. If I were building this from scratch, what would I do? You know, really, really tuning into very first and foremost, who you're building this course for, because it's very common. And because this is how a lot of people in the industry teach it is to start content first. What's everything you know about a topic? Cause you're an expert. Mm -hmm. All right, let's sort out all your content and sell it. That's Mm -hmm. why we like often hear courses referred to as info products, which I personally hate. Um, because what we want to do is take a person first approach. So who are we building this course for and how can we really drill into what their life looks like? So in this example, we are dealing with a learner who is unbelievably stressed out because they are, you know, needing to negotiate salary, potentially worried about losing a job offer. They are under a time crunch. They are making big decisions. They want to make sure that they are maximizing their compensation. They don't have a lot of time. They do not have a lot of bandwidth. Therefore, they do not have a lot of patience. Yeah. So knowing this, we all have to kind of take that into consideration and think about not only what do our people need to do and what do they need to know to get this transformation, but what blocks are going to come up for them along the way. So exactly, I love what you said about the like, well, people aren't going to pay the same for a group as they are for one-to-one. It's mm-hmm. like, well, because what are they believing about themselves in that group? What are they believing about the trainer? Like, I'm not going to get personalized attention. Why do I need personalized attention? Because I don't trust myself to keep my form because I don't trust Mm -hmm. myself to do more reps because I, um, I'm not, I feel like I'm special and I have a different need that isn't going to be recognized in the group, whatever it may be, the more we can think about what's my person telling themselves so we can premeditate that in our, in our course design. And not only is that going to get them results faster, but it adds to that premium experience because your learner comes in and goes, wow, you thought of everything. Mm. So in this case, we know our learner's stressed. We know they're short on time. The very first thing that we do right in the orientation of the course is a few strategies to buy them time to tell them like, this is what's happening. I'm honoring how you're feeling. You need a bit more time. Send this email. The next thing that we Let's do see. is we give them. Well, wait, wait, hold off. on. Send the email oh, yeah, to yeah. like the employer. Yeah, to, to the recruiter. Yeah. To the recruiter. Sick, okay. Yeah. 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 And the next thing that we do is we give them that, options of how that to move. Course, that, that's been <laughs> such a quick win. You know, it's like you yeah. go through that course. It's like, yeah. Man, the first PowerPoint slide I've got value yeah. from. Yeah. Literally the first thing. It's like, hi, welcome to the course. I know this is how you're feeling. This is what you're going to do. Like, wow. very first thing. Yeah. And it's, and obviously, if, you're, if your learner's not as stressed, you know, we have a little bit more time. We can give them a little bit more housekeeping and welcome to the program. But yeah. for when you're dealing with someone who's stressed and short on time, it's like, there's no room for bluff. I've, so got, we, a, oh, I've got a question yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. How did that strategy come up? Was that something you know from working with previous people? Hey, you, you work with busy people. You put this in here. 
Is that something mm. he kind of said, hey, we've got to have this here? Or was it a collaborate? Because it's such a good idea. I'm curious about how it, it kind of mm. came up. Yeah, it was very much a collaborative experience gotcha. because, you know, I asked kind of questions of like really trying to mine the one-to-one process because sometimes yeah. we, we miss things, those little micro things that we do one-to-one that we don't bring over into our programs. Yep. And I said like, well, what are some things that you do? Or we go, how's your person feeling? And once we know how they're feeling, then you go, well, what can they do to not feel that way? Like what, what can we yeah. do to get them feeling better? And, and so kind of through that kind of mining stuff he was already doing, this is an email that he already sends or helps people send that it was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, when do we want them to do that module one, this, that, we're like, Nope, it is like in the orientation of the program. It's not yeah. even like in the modules. That's, um, well, I'll so share- it was very collaborative. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I love how that was done. I think that's how it kind of should be. With a, that's what I like, like what you do so much, Emily. And I think this sounds like the perfect combination because I think like with mm-hmm. anyone, if you're going to create an online course, it it should be a given you're good at what you do, right? Um, <laughs> yes. But I think it, it helps if not only you're good at what you do, but you've been doing it in a one-on-one setting for a lot of years mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And you're charging thousands of dollars for it. It's kind of like this yeah. person knows what to do to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but because probably he's mm-hmm. he's very involved in that side of things, and he might be new to the online course world, he just won't have the ideas that you have. And because you're very mm-hmm. good at the online course site, I've seen this hundreds of times with hundreds of people. I know what's yeah. got to be done. You know how to get those. It's such a, a good um, match there. Um, mm-hmm. But but going back to this, I think if you're listening to this as a course creator and look, you can start, you can create a course without having done it one-on-one as long as you're obviously good at it and, and whatever it may, may be, but it's just a hundred times easier if you've done mm-hmm. it in that one-on-one side of things. So it may even be a good idea. Even if you want to be a course creator, you know, you want to sell online course. That's all you want to do. That's fine. Maybe just do a couple one-on-ones, you know, just, just yeah. so, so you see even for a year or a couple months and just mm-hmm. client here or there, you know, just mm-hmm. so you can see the the questions that are asked and that way you, you know what to put in the course. Cause it'll save, Emily's going to talk about, you got to keep updating your course anyway, but it's just way easier if you, the, if you've done this stuff to start with mm-hmm. the less kind of total upgrading you, you need to do there. So I just wanted yeah. to, oh, and sorry, one other thing I wanted to add on that as well is, is kind of like. Another thing I go by with any business, because I think the dream is to have a hundred percent automated business. That's what a lot of people listening to this would like to have, right? Mm-hmm. And all for that. And I'm pretty much there with fitness education online. But it took me ten years. It took me like a lot of manual stuff. Like I think it's good to do the manual stuff first, and then like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. What can I take out? What can I take out? What can I take out? Or what can I? automate from there it sounds like a similar process to this it's like right buddy Mm -hmm. tell me every single thing you're doing write down every single little thing every problem everything here right what can emily do on the course or automation side of things to to take that off the the hands-on side of things let's take a quick break when it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Now. 
Absolutely. I love that. And I'm a huge advocate for that as well in a sense of like, if you're already doing one-to-one, like there's so much value and richness that you can bring into your programs. And Mm -hmm. if you're in a niche where you're like, yeah, like, you know, like I have a client who is a food blogger and a baker. So she's, she's not really working one-to-one with Mm -hmm. people, but she does live workshops. She does, you know, she has some sort of live touch point where, you know, you are practicing teaching because unless, unless you've taught before you, it's a new skill. The same way we have to learn to write sales pages, to write emails, to create videos. We have to learn how to teach. It's not just a content dump and we are experts at what we do. So we are so fused with our knowledge that we forget all the little micro decisions we're making that take us like nanoseconds in a moment. Like, you know, if I sit down to work with someone to design a course and they're describing the lesson, it doesn't take me long to be like, change this, move this, do this. This will be more impactful because I've been doing this for years and yeah. I've seen, I've worked on hundreds of courses, but our learners have not. And so we need to teach them to think like we do. We need to take our little micro decision process and like slow it down. Like I'm picturing when like Neo's dodging the bullet in the matrix and you can see the little bullet rings, you know, it's like, we want to see all those little things to help and help our people get there. Well, I'll share it in a fitness setting as well. I should I should make this podcast the Fitness Meets Online Course podcast or something because like it, yeah. it's a similar thing where like you may be a fit person, right? Mm-hmm. You may be super fit, you know, every exercise in the world, you know, you can do them perfectly yourself. Doesn't mean shit if you can't teach someone else to do it. I can mm-hmm. be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but if I can't mm-hmm. teach you, Emily, how to do a squat properly, my physique doesn't matter. Let's use mm-hmm. someone on the flip side. They may not be Arnold Schwarzenegger. They haven't won bodybuilding competitions and been the governor of countries or whatever, but because yeah. they've worked with a lot of people or because mm-hmm. they've, just been a lot, they've just worked with a few people and they're like, right, 90% of people have this problem here. This is how I fix it. you know? Mm-hmm. Or like, right, if I've given that antidote and that didn't fix it, then I'm going to do this one. Like, There's a difference between, I think, knowing the thing yourself and teaching the thing. I think they're um, different skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 very, very different skills. I love the fitness analogy. I think it, it always, like, I, I talk in fitness analogies too, and I'm not even a fitness person because <laughs> I find there is so many parallels there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's yeah. move on from there. So, sorry, I think I interrupted actually. You were, you were, you were saying you, you looked at the course, you were like, right, you know, these people are stressed, they're time poor. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. thing we're doing is buying them time back by, by sending this email. I think I interrupted there. Mm-hmm. So continue on your, mm-hmm. your chain from there. Yeah. And so the second thing that we did for them, is we give them an option about how to move through the course because this is the other thing people people do this already and i think i i do this too where it's like you buy a course and you're like let me open up all the modules let me look at all the things let me open a few workbooks and then we go like well i'll come back to those later and maybe we do maybe we don't depends how motivated we're feeling people are already doing this which is why i am not an advocate for locking progress in your course unless you have a very very intentional reason why people can't move through modules in a in a different way let give them access to everything. But in your welcome, tell them the best way to get results, whether that's like start at module one, work the way through, whether that's, if this is your situation, watch this and this, give them the quickest, most easiest path through your content. This is something that I I work with a lot, especially with my one-to-one clients is designing learner pathways, especially in larger programs. So in, in this case, for his program, we have some people who haven't interviewed yet. They're like, I know I'm going to have to negotiate my salary, but I haven't quite gotten to interviews. Mm. And we have some people who have already gone through the interviews. They've got an offer in hand and they have to negotiate like yesterday. So we say, if you haven't, if you haven't interviewed yet, there's this one module that we want you to watch because if you're intentional about the interview process, it can impact how you negotiate. 
if you are like, I need to negotiate now, jump ahead to here. Mm. So we instantly give them a choice and cut out work for them if they're busy. Yeah. So, so good. it's so, so powerful good. and very easy to do. <laughs> can I jump in again just because I love yeah, it so much? Yeah, yeah. Because I think the reason why that's so powerful is let's say, so just to confirm, and it could be anything, but let's say you've already done the interview, you skip mm -hmm. the first module, simplified mm -hmm. version. Because mm -hmm. it's like, I can just imagine if you didn't have that, someone that's already done the interview opens that first module, starts going through it. Oh, this sucks. I already know all this stuff. I've already been interviewed. This isn't mm -hmm. for me. Hey, give me a refund. This isn't appropriate. And yeah. from the other side of things, the guy's like, man, it's just the first, like, just skip the first module and go through the rest and you'll love it. You know, but you've, that person's mm -hmm. already got a bad taste in their mouth because they've opened yeah. it. They've wasted yeah. their time. And like, all it had to be was like you mentioned that one sentence at the mm -hmm. start. Hey, mm -hmm. if you've already done your interview, save yourself some time, skip this. Nothing's yeah. changed in the course, but like that yeah. person's experience could go from wanting a refund to this is the best course I've ever done. Just finding mm -hmm. that one line. One thing. Absolutely. And I think the program orientations this is a side tangent, but I could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> program orientations is where most people rush through. This is how most course welcomes go. Hi, welcome to this course. I'm so glad you bought. Here's my bio. All right, let's dive in. And yeah. then, and, and that's it. And yeah. we've missed out on like, what, what's the structure of the course? Why is it designed a certain way? How can they move through it? What are their options? What's the best way to succeed? Because if you give people a roadmap, you also are buying trust. So exactly said, let's, mm. let's say they couldn't skip module one. They had to like, I see this a lot with them, um, like business courses where you have to do like a values exercise early on. Mm. No one wants to talk about their values when they want to be making money. They're yeah. like, no, just tell me how many, how to get clients. I want money like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're like, this is my approach, I need you to do this reflection work. If you say that in your program, welcome. And you say like, this is the order. I know you want to skip this. But trust me, this is why we're doing this first. And it's going to make yeah. things 10 times more powerful later. Then people are more likely to be like, okay, I trust you. Jono said, I've got to do it. I have to warm up. I have to do core exercises, even though I don't yeah. want to, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then later when they're like, oh, wow, like this is all working together. Then it, it, it makes that win even more powerful because you've, you've delivered on the promise. You said, trust me, go through the stuff that's boring and then it's going to work out. So it's one of those, again, one of those little hacks that you can add in, even if you, you're like, I don't want to record anything new in my program. You just yeah. add a few little lines into your welcome and instantly value increase in your program. Love it. All right. I'm impressed so far. I'm going to shut up and let you keep, keep walking <laughs> through this. What's, what's the next thing? Yes. So once you have an idea of who your learner is, this is where we want to get really, really clear on the journey. So what I love about using um, this client as a case study is that it's a linear process. Sometimes we have courses that are like, yeah. like we said, there's, there's different pathways, there's cycles, there's milestones, there's different things. I'm going to kick my cat off my lap. He's about to pull off my headphones. Um, so in this case, it's, it's a very linear process that's dictated by the hiring process. And it's the same thing that he goes through with his one-to-one -one clients. So we know, we know the end result that we want. We want our clients mm. to have negotiated an offer accepted or denied an offer and kind of feel like I'm good about what I've gotten or I'm okay walking away because it wasn't what I wanted. We know the end result. So from there, we want to intentionally architect the pathway. Now, this is again, where in this case, especially we're dealing with stressed out time short people, but I want you to do this for every course. I don't care if your learners have all the time in the world. If they're like, I spend my days sitting around eating bonbons, doing nothing, the faster and more precise you can be, the better. So I am a huge advocate for short bite-sized videos. Like the mm. sweet spot is five to seven minutes. Mm. 
I will let you get up to like 15 minutes, but I won't be happy about it. Um, <laughs> because there's a lot of science behind showing that after about 15 minutes of direct instruction. So you're talking to someone, you're teaching them something it's time to implement. It's time to take action. They're, they're not going to be absorbing what you have to teach. And also we have really short attention spans because we have so many battling priorities in our lives right now. And so whether your, your learners, like I just need this result fast, whether they are a busy parent with like kids hanging off of each hip and they're doing this off the side of their desk, or you're dealing with someone who's neurodivergent, who maybe like, is like, I just need to go through this quickly. There are so many different reasons why having bite-sized, highly actionable lessons is again, so valuable. So exactly like I'm going to teach you what you need to know, and I'm not going to go off on tangents. It's exactly Mm -hmm. this thing. And now here's the action you're going to take very, very clear action. You're going to write this email. You're going to draft these three things. You're going to fill out this spreadsheet. I've given you tools, templates, swipe files, anything to make your life easier and to save you time. So that's what we did when we were architecting this journey was like, how can we be as short, concise, actionable, practical as possible? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yes, I think that's awesome tips for for everyone watching there. I'll also add to what what you were saying with the time side of things. I just think it's also the way the world is going with social media, like TikToks and Instagram reels and, and YouTube reels, like, you know, 15 seconds to a minute. And like, even myself, I'm a 30 something year old guy, right? I grew up with, with long YouTube videos and mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, so even long YouTube videos. Now, if I see a YouTube video and it's like eight minutes, I don't have time for that. Show me a, you know, show me a, a one minute TikTok is is what I summarize this eight minutes in one mm-hmm. minute. You know, and that's changed, you know, like yeah. 10 years ago, it was no seven minute YouTube video. Yeah. I'll watch that. Like mm-hmm. that's gone in the space of, yeah. of, of social media. And I think that's travel that's um carried across into the real world as well. You know, even mm-hmm. at like conventions and that sort of thing, you know, used to see con- like sessions that were 90 minutes, two hours, you know, mm-hmm. That's gone. 45, the most recent ones I've been to, you know, 45 yeah. minutes yeah. and an hour max. Yeah. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, I, I think that's the way the world is going. So I think anyone listening to this, like the shorter you can get things, the better. Yeah. The shorter, the better. And the kind of the second part of that is as clear and actionable as possible, because yeah. sometimes we can, we can think we're being really clear. We can like have a, a five minute lesson and we're like, it's great. They just have to go do this thing. I want you to explicitly say in your video or in the text under your lesson, this is what you need to do as precisely as possible. I want you to write down three goals using this formula. Mm. I want you to define your learner profile for your course. I want you to draft your macro structure for your program. Verbs are your friends here, but no one's ever going to feel like, oh, you were too clear. (laughs) Like you were too precise in your instructions. It's going to be like, okay, great. 
and you're super smart people who can like read between the lines are going to be like, great. Thanks for the reminder. And the people who are like, what am I supposed to be doing? Are going to be like, this is amazing. You've told me exactly what I need to do. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. All right. Mm -hmm. Next point. Next point. So once we had this structure, we knew like the juicy content, we, you know, we looked at, you know, where can we provide uh, email templates or spreadsheets or tools or things to fill in? This Mm -hmm. is where we really wanted to go. Okay. This is going to be a premium product. Cause at this point he was like, wow, this is like super valuable. Like this is like what I do with my one-to-one clients. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, you can't charge $300. He can't charge $500. I was like, you're helping people negotiate huge salaries. I was like, your program needs to be at least a thousand. Got him up to like 12, 1300. (laughs) Um, So then we started to go, what's everything that wraps around this experience? Um, That's not just the content. That's not just what's being taught. But it's like that from start to finish, it's going to make someone feel like, wow, I'm so glad I made that investment. Now, this is a trap that people can fall into as well. They think, okay, Mm -hmm. I want to add value. Emily told me I can't add more content. So I guess I'll add a live call. I'll add a community. I'll add some sort of live element. Now, I love live elements. I love my people. I love having that connection with them. I think it's great. But again, coming back to who our learners are, they are busy. They are stressed. They're in incredibly confidential negotiations. So they're they're not going to want to get on a live call or community and be like, hey, I just got this offer from Apple for this position. Like, what do you think I should do? So we're like, okay, well, that's out. Mm, Like, we're not going to... We're, we're not going to do that. Yeah. So we, what we did instead was like, how can we increase the visual design of the program so that it feels really, really swish? How mm. can we use branding and layout and icons and visuals and all of those things so that, you know, like I always say the, the first version of a course, it's fine if it's ugly, like, you know, yeah. unless yeah, you yeah. like need things to be beautiful or you're a graphic designer, it doesn't need to be gorgeous. Yep. But at a certain point when you, you're, you're wanting to charge premium, you're wanting a premium experience, the visual design, the user experience is going to come into play. Yep. And so that's where we wanted everything to look really clear, really cohesive. I was really lucky because my client already has this like gorgeous video set up. So like it looks professional already. And then we just did a few little like tweaks to some of the, the visuals. We talked about, you know, onboarding emails and, you know, any, if they want to upgrade into support, if they need it. We really looked at the entire experience, not just like, okay, you got this course by mm. to make sure that every single element element of it felt premium. Love it. Let me piggyback there because there's some really good points too. Um, yeah, I like what you said. And I'm I'm gonna relay this back to a personal training side of things as well, because it's a good example yeah. where and there's a few different things. But yeah, I like the 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 busy side of things you've said there, where it's like it looks good in theory. Yeah, you get a live call. But like if someone's busy, you know, they don't really have the time for it. And if we do it in like a personal training side of things, what a lot of personal trainers do is like similar idea. Let's even just say a one-on-one personal trainer where it's like, mm-hmm. right, you know, I'm a one-on-one personal trainer. Um, I want to charge hundred bucks an hundred bucks an hour, let's say whatever it is. Right. You know, what can I give this person so that it makes my service more valuable? You know what? I'm also going to throw in a nutrition consult with them. You know what? I'm also going to throw in a goal setting session with them. You know what? I'm also going to throw in a, a session where I measure, you know, do their measurements and, and that in there, you know, and I'll do that every month or whatever. And it's a couple issues with that. Number one, it's time for you. Like there's only so much mm-hmm. time you can do that sort mm-hmm. of thing there. Uh, and then number two for that person there, it's kind of like, oh man, I'm coming in and we're not going to train. Like, 
man, I thought we we're going to actually train if we, we came to this mm-hmm. session here. So I think there's two points mm-hmm. there. It's like, it's more time for yourself. And once again, life calls are great. Communities are great. Mm-hmm. Great way mm-hmm. to add value. Um, but from your side of things, now it's more work for you. And from that person's mm-hmm. side of things, it's more work for them as well. And if they're a busy yeah. person, all of a sudden it doesn't quite work. So I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like what you said about you know making it look more visually appealing. And I think the key there as well is whereabouts on your course journey are you? Because I do mm-hmm. think a lot of new cre- course creators get stuck on that where it's kind of like, right, mm-hmm. I'm creating a course. It's got to look perfect. Let me get a HD camera. Let me get a fancy microphone. Let me hire out a yeah. studio. Let me get a graphic designer. And, you know, you're, you're 5, 10, 15,000 in the red before you've even mm-hmm. sold this and taking you a year and you haven't even sold this course. Yet. And then it doesn't sell yeah. and you've wasted all this money, you know, start yeah. off ugly. Okay, hold on. Now I'm making some, some sales, you know, all right, I better, you know, better get, go back and make this thing look better. And the other people are actually buying it. And I know that there's some demand for it. I know that people are going to, to still buy it. So I love that. Yeah. Um, Next thing. Next thing. So really after that, we were kind of looking through and we're like, okay, what would really just knock this out of the park? And so uh, it was his idea. We were kind of talking about it and he's like, I want to offer money back guarantee. If yep. you don't make back the investment of the program, oh, you get your money back. End yep. of story. And this is not like a, none of my strategies are ever like a one size fits all. Like, I'm not saying you have to do it. You don't have to do it. You know, refunds and guarantees and all that stuff is so personal and so dependent on your niche. But in this case, because like you said, it's like, we're dealing with money here. It's a very tangible thing where it's like, if you don't make at least a thousand dollars or the, at this point, I think the price of the course is 12 or 1300 back or more like over, over your negotiation, then like, yeah, no problem. It didn't Mm -hmm. work for you. Like you tried, thanks for trying. And I think this is really something again, coming back to our point of like having done things one-to-one where he was able to confidently say, he's like, I'm really good at this and my strategies work. And he's, it is so rare. I, I forget he had some percentage. I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was like, maybe one client over like 10 years where they just yeah. were like, actually, no, I'm, I'm good with what's been offered. I, I didn't get more, but yeah. the, again, there's still that confidence of like, I, it's not just about getting more money. It's about being confident in the package yeah. that you got in the compensation package. And that was really our big takeaway was, and we included that in the course, the the course doesn't end just with you've negotiated and sent out your request. The course ends when it's like, you've received either a counter offer. They've either accepted your offer. You've accepted their counter or you've gone, I can walk away or you've gone, this is great. And, and really being intentional with that end point. And so that's where like that idea of the money back guarantee really, really felt good for him and adds to that. Again, that premium nature, that confidence of like, I, I believe this is going to work. So then he was like, all right, like it, it's time to sell this thing. Mm, love it. I I love the topic money back guarantees. I might even do a full podcast um on that. Mm. Because I think mm. there's a few things going on there. Let me mm. think of where to start here. I'll start brief and then we'll go more specific. Like, as you mentioned, Emily, you got to be good at what you do. Because mm-hmm. you do see a lot of guarantee, And a lot of people are scared to give guarantees mm-hmm. because they're maybe not good at what they do. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's, I'm not saying everyone, you know, there's situations where you can't do it. It's, you know, because mm. for whatever reason, there's there's other variables at place. But, you know, if you're really good at what you do, like you can guarantee it. You should be able to have some sort of guarantee there, Wh- whatever it is, you know, let's say, um, let's say in my fitness education online business, Hey, I guarantee you will make more money on your bootcamp. If you do these mm-hmm. things, that course is 500 bucks, follow these strategies. 
That's what one person usually costs for a boot camp. I guarantee if you do this, you will get more than one client. If you don't, I'll give you my money back. I'm that confident in it. Same mm-hmm. thing with the course creator community. I guarantee you can create your first course. If you follow yeah. these steps here, you will create your first course. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no way you can't. You know, like if yeah. you don't and I haven't given the tech or the information or whatever, I'll, I'll give you your money back. Like I'm yeah. confident with that there. Um, the other thing I think is is people scared of of giving the refunds. And it depends on the course. If it's a 100% on-demand course, it doesn't really matter because it's no work either way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think, or not I think, like the stats should, with the money-back guarantee, it should get, well, it, yeah, it should get more people over the line. And let's just think about it mathematically. I'll say the number's slow because I know there'll be a lot of people like driving or on the treadmill or whatever. So mm-hmm. let's just say um, you would normally sell, you, you did a launch or whatever, and you sold 10 courses without a money back guarantee. That's what you you would have sold without. Let's say you do the money back guarantee and it gets an extra five people over the line. Random number, whatever. Let's just use it as an example, right? Now that you've got an extra five sales just from putting that one line in there, that's an extra $5,000, pretty good. Now the argument might be, oh, but don't know what if those people you know, just did it for the refund. Okay, great. Let's say out of those five people, let's say four out of five, ask for the refund, which they shouldn't. If they do that, your course must be rubbish if people have been following you and though, you know, had four of them. But worst case scenario, let's say they do. What's the stats on that? That's 80, 80% of ask refund, whatever. You're still ahead because mm. you've still made 11 sales as opposed to that 10. You've still made extra sales. It's no extra work on your behalf. If it's on demand, you sent out an email or, you know, whatever it, it, it may be there. Like it's no extra work. And that's if four out of five people ask for their money back. If you're good at what you do, chances are zero will ask for them back or worst case scenario, one of them, you're still way better off. So that's how I, I would encourage the listeners to to think. I know it can be scary. Oh, no, I'm going to. And I know it does suck, you know, because you think you've made that money. And then, you know, 20 days later, someone asks for it back. But like, if you just look at it from the, the grand picture, you by having that guarantee, you're going to get more people by the course because it's kind of like, um, why would they not? Especially with, there's different guarantees you can do. The common one is obviously if you don't like the course, you know, you get your money back for 30 days, but this one's even more tangible because, mm-hmm. and even, you can use it if you don't like 30 days one, but even this one here, it's like, um, it's kind of like, okay, you've got one of two things is going to happen. Either A, you know, you're going to do this course and you're going to make more than a thousand bucks from it. Great. Happy days. Worst case scenario, you do this course and you don't make any extra money. Well, you get your money back either way so the mm-hmm. only and you've got this info that can help you in life or whatever you know so the only way you really can't get ahead is by not buying if you mm-hmm. buy it you're going to make a heap of money or you're going to get a free course the only way to guarantee you don't get ahead is if you don't buy it so it's just mm-hmm. like it makes it such a no-brainer and even with the even if you don't have a money one even just the generic i know it's a kind of weak one you know if you don't like it get your money back within the mm-hmm. i know it's weak but it's still better than than nothing those formulas will still kind of um, hold up. And from the from the the person side of things, and you can say this if you're running webinars or emails or whatever, you know, like, hey, best case scenario, you do this course, it changes your life. Um, worst case scenario, you do this course, doesn't change your life, you get your money back. So it's win-win either way. Only way you don't get ahead is by, you know, by, by not doing anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Thing. I love that. And I, I think the one thing I would add to that too is being really, really clear. If you're not picking up the theme is always clarity with me, really, really clear on what you're guaranteeing. Because yeah. I think that's the other thing that scares people away. Like let's say for instance, they have a, 
an Instagram course on making more sales through Instagram. And they go, well, like, I can't guarantee they're going to make money. Cause what yeah. if people don't buy? What if their yeah. offer sucks? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know? And it's the same way. Like I think about like with my programs, like I don't guarantee financial things because yeah. I'm not a launch expert. I'm not a marketing yeah. expert. Do I talk about launching? Yes. Mm. But my clients come to me. Some of them have email lists of 20,000. Some people have email lists of 500. Yeah. Some people have launches of a thousand. Some people have launches of 500,000, yeah. you know, and I don't like to take credit for those numbers, but yeah. what I can guarantee is I was like, if you follow my structure, you're going to have a program that is intentionally architected to get your people results. Yeah. It's going to be set up to work for your people. It's going to be set up to work for you and your energy. And you're going to love it. If you yeah. don't love your program, then you come talk to me and you're going to get your money back or something like that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that's where for people who are kind of on the fence, thinking about these money back guarantees is think about like, what are you guaranteeing? Yeah. Because it, it doesn't have to be, you know, in, in the case of my client here, it's very tangible. It's very easy to track. Yeah. It's very like, okay, I, I can see this, but we're not always dealing with things like that. So it's, it's thinking about either, is there a way to make it measurable? Like I'll help mm. you lose 10 pounds. I'll help you make this amount of money. I'll help you build a birdhouse, like whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, something quantifiable. And if that doesn't feel good to you, then think about like, what, what can I say? You know, Mm. what would feel good to me? And also full permission throws all out the window and don't do a guarantee. That's also always an option. But I think the more precise you can be about what is it that you're standing behind, the more confident you'll feel and the more uh, clear your people will feel as well. Yeah. Well, I'll add to that as well. I think the more valuable your course is, the kind of more tangible, sorry, yeah, yeah, the more valuable your course is, the more tangible the result at the end of the course will be and the clearer you can have a guarantee. Like let's use that Instagram course as an example is, or just mm-hmm. use an Instagram course as an example. Like if you're just teaching someone about Instagram, well, it's only so valuable, right? But if you're teaching someone, you know, how to generate leads on Instagram, you know, or how to sales, yeah, maybe that's interesting. But either way, like, I think in terms of like, I guess the point I want to make here is like, if your course is very generic, if if, if if your point is, I can't have a guarantee because my course doesn't teach something specific, your course is only going to be so valuable if it doesn't teach something specific. So, you know, how can that be specific there? Um, hey, Emily, I want to be sensitive of your time. And there's just a few questions I always like to finish up with. Were there any mm-hmm. kind of key other things you wanted to mention in here before we move to the closing questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think really just to kind of like to, to close off the case study part of things. And then I have one other thing I want to share as well is that I think the biggest difference obviously is like, you know, this course was intentionally re redesigned, restructured. There are some premium elements kind of infused in, but really by being able to step-by-step say, this is the journey we're taking people on. Mm -hmm. It really did boost the confidence for selling. And instead of being like, Oh, I kind of have this, like, you know, this bundle of stuff that is great. If you kind of go through it, I know there's value in there to being like, wow, like this program is phenomenal. It really does increase the likelihood of like selling and more. Well, I mean, he did have a very successful two, two sales campaigns since then um, that were very successful, exceeded his goals Um, because it's, it's easier to show up and sell when you're like, this program's awesome. Like I'm not, I'm not offering a a money back guarantee out of like fear or scarcity. It's because it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you sign up? This program is freaking phenomenal. And so I think kind of leading into my second point, if, if you have a course and you don't feel that way, if there's something about it that you're like, 
uh, I don't know. Like, I don't like, I, I think I get some results, but some people don't, or I don't know if I want to show up and sell it or like, uh, every time someone joins the live calls, I feel drained. There's something that's pinching you about your program. Mm. Like it, it's time to redo it and yeah. remake it. And I know you and I were, were talking about this is that programs are living, breathing creatures mm. and no one likes to hear this because there's so much work. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time we've, cr we've created them, it's like, please don't make me think about this again. Yeah. But you really should be at least making minor updates to your program every year. But yeah. every couple of years, even a year and a half, two years, it's time for like a big overhaul. Yeah. It's time to really look at how have you grown as a leader? What have you learned and do things differently? You know, what do your people need? What's working? What's not working? Chances are, if you haven't worked with a learning designer, your program needs some love because mm. even though you're an expert in what you do, you're not an expert in how people learn. And that's mm. totally okay. That's no fault to you, but there are, are things that need changing and need to be refreshed. Yeah. Love it. I'll, sh I'll share a couple things I've done as well. So, so I've had some courses out there for 10 years, Emily. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's changed mm -hmm. a lot throughout the time. So many different reasons. And, and also some of my courses are social media based. So you literally... It's not even an option. Like, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't, you know, reels two years ago, you know, like, or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever, whenever they came out, you know, there wasn't uh, like, I had a Facebook course before Facebook live was a thing. Right. Um, yeah. So you know, there's, yeah. there's, some, there's some things we actually need to, there's, I've got other courses, which are kind of like business-based courses, you know, like mm -hmm. how to run a successful bootcamp, like marketing's changed, mm -hmm. prices have changed, you know, like mm -hmm. um, fads have changed, you know, so that's, it just needs to, like, there's some stuff that just industry needs to change, right? Um, yeah. But I've also got other courses that aren't kind of industry changed one. So the one that I've recently been updating is all around how to train older adults, right? Now, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe there's some science that have, well, not even actually, like, Pretty much the stuff you in that side of things in terms of training older adults, there hasn't been yeah. massive changes in like the past three years or whenever. I think it was mm -hmm. not even, I think like two, three years ago, I think I first released it. Like nothing major has come out, right? Yeah. Um, but there's yeah. just little, like since I've gone over it here, there's so much little things where like, um, and it's, and this is actually a course more a summit kind of course. So there's other presenters mm -hmm. that have given like mm -hmm. a presentation and then the course is a, you know, a, a, um, those, those put together. So it's more a summit than a course, but still these kind of, these kind of suggestions will still make sense. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and I'll go over some of the feedback and just some of the con the feedback that I would get there were things like, Oh, it'd be great if we could actually download the PowerPoint slides. These people have had, Boom. Mm -hmm. let me just get the PowerPoints and add it there. Now it's a win. Then um, other people are like, oh, it'd be good if there was just kind of like a written summary down below or like an ebook. So if I want to go or a cheat sheet, so like if I can go back through it, if I find something, I don't need to go and watch this long ass video to find that one thing. Okay, <laughs> great. You know, yeah. let me go and add the cheat sheet in there, you know, um, on top of that. And then that some of the other feedback was like, look, it's great, um, but you haven't got, you know, aqua exercises. You haven't got line dancing exercise. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I've got a friend who's an expert in aqua. Hey, Marietta, have you got videos of you demonstrating certain aqua drills for older adults? Yeah, John, I've actually already got those. I'm happy for you to put them in the course as long as you give my course a plug and say, hey, here are some drills on aqua. If you like this sort of stuff, put it in. And these are like high def videos with like one of her above the water, one of her below the water, right? Got another friend who's got a course, Country Fusion, you know, on like basically like a Zumba, but with country music. 
Hey, Liz, have you got videos of you demonstrating different dances? Yeah, I've actually got these high dev videos with me breaking down the steps and then a live thing. Hey, Liz, can I add it to the course? Um, and I'll obviously promote your course in there. So if people like this, they want to do your course, you know, off they go and do it. Like this course now is a hundred times better than what it used to be, you know, just from like video presentations of, of, you know, on different topics to now it's video presentations with the PowerPoint slides, with a little bit of a written summary down below with a cheat sheet ebook, with a whole heap of different workouts that, that people can do there. Like it's a hundred times more valuable. And like, I used to be a little bit scared of, of really promoting that course. Yeah. If you want to learn about older adults, yeah, this course is not too bad. All right. Now, because there was a question in my, my Facebook group, oh, anyone got any bodyweight exercises for older adults? Hey, do this course here. It's got mm -hmm. aqua, it's got dancing, it's got yes. resistance bands, it's got games, it's got presentation. Mm -hmm. Like this is everything you need if you do this course here. You know, yeah. like it's, it's yeah. you know, agree with you 100%. I love that. And there's actually like kind of three things that you did there that I really want to pull out for your listeners because I think they're really, really actionable. I think the first one is that you listened to your people yeah. and clearly you, you had some way of them telling you that because sometimes, yeah. especially for lower ticket uh, programs, we forget to include feedback or yeah. send oh. out surveys. And, and I don't mean asking for testimonials. I mean, yeah. genuine, I want feedback. Yeah. Easiest two questions, what's working well, what could yeah. be working better? Bang like on. that, that's all you need to do. It, you, there's yeah. obviously there's all other things you can do. So you, you, asked your people and you listened for what they were asking you asking for. Yep. I think the second thing that you did was that you didn't do it all at once. Yeah. It can be an iterative process. If you, when you yep. first sat to make that program had been like, and I need this oh. and I need downloadable PowerPoint slides and I need transcripts, yep. you wouldn't have done it. Or you yep. would have just like spent a week sobbing about how much work you had to do. Yep. So it, it can be iterative. You don't have to do it all at once. And the third thing is that you don't have to do it all yourself. Yeah. What I love is you're like, my people are asking for something and yep. whether it's yep. something that doesn't excite you to teach that yep. you're not an expert in, <laughs> that you're just like, I'm I no don't line dancing. <laughs> no you're not. I could have sworn that was what you did. Yeah, yeah. I have to say country inspired Zumba sounds like my nightmare, <laughs> but you know, everyone has their own, their own thing. Yeah, yeah. So you, when your people are asking for something, you were like, how can I support you? But it doesn't have to be you. And this yep. is where scope creep can happen in programs where we feel like, I need to talk about this and I need to talk about this and I need to talk about this because it all connects. It's totally fine to draw a line around it and say, this is what the program is for. Yeah. And this is my area of expertise. And my friend can do this. I'm an affiliate yep. for this person. Here's yep. a free YouTube thing. Yep. And so I think those three things were like such powerful takeaways for people to think about what they can do. Because again, you didn't go back and re-record everything. You yep. didn't burn your course to the ground. Nope. There's a time and a place for some courses for that. And other times they're just little retrofits we can do that go from like, I guess I have this course that I hope no one buys to like, oh my God, yeah, take this course. It's amazing. Well, I'll, I'll piggyback off those three things there. I love how you've broken it down to a science because I was, I didn't have it as a science. I was like, ah, oh, what can I do? I'll do a bit of this, do a bit of this, you know, but like you've broken it down there and I'll share the feedback. That's my favorite part, actually, Emily. So I've mm -hmm. got it like before the final video in the course. Because I, I used to have it after the final video and, you know, not everyone would fill it out as soon as I put it above it. I'm like, hey, you've almost finished. Look, just do me a favor before you watch the last video. Please just fill out this feedback form here. Like it'll take you five minutes. It helps make it better. Yada, yada, yada. Right. Did that. And I get feedback every single day from someone taking one of my courses. These are essentially my questions. It's essentially um, what course did you take? What did you like most about the course? What would you rate it out of 10? If you gave me less than a 10, what could I have done to make it a 10? Right. Mm -hmm. 
I don't care what number they give me. You know, I think a lot of people, oh, 10 out of 10, that's great. Yeah, okay, that's great. Give me a, a give me a one and say you could have made it better if you did bang, 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 bang. Great. Let me introduce bang, 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 and I'm never going to get a one again. That's kind mm-hmm. of how, how I do it. It's like, um, yeah, it's great to get to get you know good feedback. Oh, 10 out of 10 people love it. But if you're not getting that at the start, don't get depressed. Just be like, as long as there's the as long as you know the reason why. You know, yeah. what could what's that? Yeah. And it, it's like Every day just gives me little things. It's like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. And it just gives me you know, different mm-hmm. ideas there. So, and then yeah. what I essentially do is the people that give me 10, then I reach out for the testimonial, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you get the testimonial anyway, you know, like if someone's mm-hmm. giving you a 10, just reach out and you'll get the testimonial yeah. anyway. You know, like the feedback is good to find the people that don't give you 10s so mm-hmm. you can get more 10s and more testimonials, you know? Yeah. And um, also I think it helps too, because for people who are really sensitive to receiving negative feedback, which I mean, it's not negative, it's just feedback. Yeah. If someone is saying it's a two for me and yeah. here's why, yeah. then that's someone worth listening to. Yeah. And if it's someone who goes, it's a one and they don't take the time to tell you why yeah. I had this happen when I got a feedback request on one of my courses and it was like an essay of all the things they didn't like. And I went yeah. like, I take this very seriously. I, I yeah. stand by all my courses. What would you like to see that you didn't see? How could yeah. I make this better? And they, and they're like, I just didn't like it. And I was like, but I was like, you know, and I, I asked multiple follow-up questions and they couldn't tell me a thing. Yeah. And I realized very quickly they didn't actually try any of the yeah. techniques. Um, but it helps because then you go either I did, I'm not doing enough and here's what I can action right away yeah. or, okay, I've got someone who's like a bit of a hater and they're not my person and I, and I don't need to give yeah. them rent in my mind. Yep. Love it. And I, I like, and I'll go deeper on that as well, actually. Um, cause also a lot of the, I think if you go into it defensively, you can miss a lot of good, um, feedback as well. So one of, and he's actually, I'll, I'll expand on, on, um, some of the things that, that I'll give a bit more detail on the, the course that I was adding. So I actually did have the PowerPoint slides, but they weren't kind of downloadable. Like, you know, on teach on teachable, you can kind of like upload them and they kind mm. of appear on teachable there. So they actually weren't downloadable or I think maybe, and then maybe I enabled it to download and there's a tiny little thing underneath it that says download. So yeah. when I get that feedback, I'm like, this guy's an idiot. You can download it. <laughs> and then yeah. I'd, I'd get it multiple times, you know, and I'm like, these people are idiots. And then I'm like, hold on. Maybe if multiple people are saying it, maybe they're not the idiot. Maybe I'm the idiot. So I went back and I'm like, oh, okay. I can see I can download it because I've done all these courses. I know the platform. I've created it. But let, and especially that course, older adults, most people taking it are 60, 70 years old. You know, they're not that familiar. Yeah. So I had it there. I just needed to make it clearer. Let mm-hmm. me change it around. Right under the video, there's a, you know, heading <laughs> three, heading two. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, yeah. like thing yeah. two or something. Click here to download the PowerPoint slides, you know? So it can be that side. Even if you've got it in there, it might just be framing mm-hmm. it differently there. Yeah, um, presenting it differently. Yeah, the process, yeah, even now I'm still, so with that, Emily, once once I got all these things, I hit up my different people and then I'm still waiting for some of them. So I actually, I've got the dancing one in there, but I haven't included yeah. the aqua one in yet. That's fine. You know, I've got yeah. that dancing one now that's uploaded. It's, coming. it's yeah. coming, you know, it's probably better. So I don't have to do it all today, you know, right? Do one there, do one there. Got another yeah. person giving me a presentation on osteoporosis. That's fine. That'll come in a couple months. Yeah. You know, it's good there. Yeah. Um, and then even getting the other people to do it. So that cheat sheet or that summary, 
because it wasn't me giving the presentation. It would have involved me watching like hours of video presentations and summarizing that. No, thank you. When on Fiverr, there's someone that does that on Fiverr, paid them a hundred bucks or whatever it is. They watched all the videos and gave the the summary there. Best hundred bucks of my life. That would have taken me days. And I wouldn't have and liked like, it. Crush your soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the type of thing that just makes my brain bleed out of my ear. Like, that's no, it. I don't want to. <laughs> I would have never done. I'll be honest. I would have never done it. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. so that there. But love that. Um, did you have something mm-hmm. else you wanted to? You were going to mention. I think we kind of merged into it with a just you know updating your programs and you know listening to your people and not making it mean something if you need to update it. I think it is just the like it doesn't mean that your first iteration was bad or it wasn't good or like it sucked. It just means like that was the first iteration that went out. Mm. It was who you were in that moment. It was still valuable. It was still supporting people. And you're growing as a leader, you're learning new things and there's always room for improvement. Like for instance, for myself, I'm redoing like a whole bunch of my courses next year, not because in their current format, they're not really, really good, but because I've changed how I think about things. Mm-hmm. I, I have new teaching methods. I have new visuals. I have new frameworks. And I'm just like, I, I know other things. I know what I like mm-hmm. as a learner. I know what I like to do as like creating a sustainable program. Like for instance, in one of my programs, I thought I was being so clever in in every intro to the module, I was like, welcome to module three. Oh, this module is composed of three yeah. lessons. In lesson one, you'll do this. I was like, great for navigation. Yeah, lesson module three has like four less, like I think I added four things into it. Yeah. So I had to put them all as bonus lessons. So I was like, yeah. now all my navigation doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I know little things like that, that I'm like, I, I would change. I would change how I teach about it. Cause when I'm teaching you how to create a course, I'd be like, don't say numbers and names in your lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't we've, do it. We've all yeah. made that. And that's a good one for yeah. the listeners though. Cause we've yeah. all made that mistake. Welcome yeah. to module yeah. one, unit one. And mm-hmm. the amount of times that now becomes module three and you take yeah. this out. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel I've made that one, Emily. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's just the main thing. I, I mean, I know we've, we've shared so many little things that your listeners can, can implement right away. And again, you don't have to do all of it right away. You know, you can pick one or two things that you're like, wow, I just, I loved how they shared that one piece. I'm going to go do that in my course. Like that's, that's enough. And I think if you had to prioritize any of them, it would be reaching out to your people. If you haven't done that, oh, that's like the, the yeah. biggest thing is talking to your people. hundred percent. I'll just, I'll, I'll finish up my, my points here. That's why I love that survey so much as well, because it's also so passive. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes it can be confronting, hey, you know, send out an email and and that, like, it's just so passive that I just check every, okay, how things, and it's not a big thing. You know, it's not like, yeah, it's just there. It's no stress, you know, when it's like, and also I feel like, and if I see these numbers starting to go down, okay, shit, let me go on quickly. Yeah, these, yeah. So I don't just get one big email with you getting sevens and six and fives, you know, it's, it's just a very good, good finger on the pulse, but, um, Hey, yeah. want to be sensitive of, of your time, Emily. And I, I was meant to have another guy come in now, but he's looks like he's, I don't know if he's coming. So I might have to check that. Oh, you've um, been stood up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people watching this that are like, okay, this woman is awesome. I want some, I want to yeah, raise the prices of my courses or I want to put a better course together. Where do we go to hear more about you, Emily? Yeah. So the main place I hang out is on Instagram. Um, you can find me over there at emily.mwalker and my DMS are always open. Like if you're like, I was listening to this episode, I have follow-up questions. I want to know things. I'm also always hanging out in your Facebook group, Jono. So you can tag me in things. If you're like, I'm working on a course, I have questions. I seriously love this stuff. I love what I do. I nerd out of, over it all the time. So I'm always happy to help in whatever way that I can. Awesome. 
All right. That's pretty much all I wanted to cover. Emily, anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us up with? I think that's everything. I think, you know, we really dove into so much. And I know in, in last week's episode, we we had our own little spiral about amazing course platforms. So I think we covered that too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I will leave you to it. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. 